HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's show is being brought to you by Bob's Red Mill, believers in good food for all. Learn more at bobsredmill.com slash podcast. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. My name is Souther Teague, and uh, my co-host Damon Bolte is texting me live from the L train, saying that uh, there's police activity, uh, and we do a live show. And quote: Sometimes this shit happens. So I'm going to start the show without him uh, in the studio today. We've got uh, Peter Nevangloski from Avoir Cachaça. I butcher the fucking pronunciation. No, you got that. Time. I know, I, but I really have to pause and think about it because I want to say something else. I'm not going to say what I want to say because <laughs> then everybody else will do it. It's Avoir, people. Uh, Avoir Cachaça. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's probably worth mentioning that I'm sitting here in a sling. Um, if you could, later, you can check out my Facebook page and see why. Uh, I'm going to post something about how I, I got hit by a car last night. Not a good night. It was rainy and gross, and I was on my bike, and I got slammed uh, and, and wound up with a broken humerus. I'm just glad I didn't make it worse when I said hi to you and I didn't know. <laughs> and you gave me a <laughs> hug, yeah. Uh, yeah, broken humerus. Not not as funny as that sounds. Um, super, yeah. <laughs> Where's Damon? Where's Damon when you need him? Uh, yeah, so um, <clears throat> I'm suddenly now going to be off the bar for the next four to six weeks. Sorry, Max Green. Um, yeah. So you'll see me hosting a lot at Coup coming up for the next four to six weeks. Um, so come on over and drink for a charity and watch me limp around the room with my wing busted. I, unbelievably, I flipped up over the top of the car. I broke the windshield of the car. My bike is destroyed. Ooh. There's nothing left of my bike. Wow. Both wheels are crushed. The pedal bar is bent into the back wheel. It's insane looking. You're in pretty good shape, though. One injury. Yeah. This shoulder. I don't have a scratch. Otherwise, not a, I didn't break any skin, no blood, nothing. I Indestructible. The, I, well, unkillable is the word I use <laughs> <laughs> when, when I talk about this sort of crap that happens to me. Because uh, right about this time last year, I fell down a, uh, a spiral staircase and quite nearly tore my finger off. Ugh. Um, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't even go to the hospital until I was forced to 15 hours later <laughs> by my friends who were like, dude, you gotta, your finger's like hanging on. <clears throat> anyway, so busted my, my humerus. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about you, buddy. What's going on? What uh, I am uh, back in New York, which is maybe 40% of the time my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, good to be here, spreading the word of Kashasa. You're from New Jersey, though, right? I'm originally from New Jersey. Yeah. About an hour out of the city. Wildwood. Not Wildwood. Oh, no. Wildwood, by the way. Wildwood. No, I'm actually from a town called Freehold, uh, which is closer in, and we spent all the summers down in in Wildwood, New Jersey. Oh, I gotcha. Wildwood. Wildwood. Yeah. Uh, Because you host an event there called Tiki by the Sea. Tiki by the Sea. Indeed. I I roasted a whole pig. It was awesome. Very tasty. Great photos of that event. Yeah. 
Pig's Head always gets the Instagram photos. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Pig's Head beer layback is a uh, is a popular one. <laughs> That's a popular shot. Nice. Shout out to Brian Piersga for uh, <laughs> that gross shot that yeah, he took there. Drinking beers out of a pig's head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk... First about you and your career in our industry, because that's what this show's all about. Right on. And then we'll move into what you're doing now and how all that, and we'll, we'll move into how that all came about, what you're doing now. And then we'll, you've got some bottles on the table, so we'll probably taste some. Got some bottles. Taste some juice. Got some bottles. Where did you kind of begin in all this? Hmm. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I mean, uh, my background, uh, I was more of a spirits lover uh, than uh, industry professional. Uh, I came from, I did a lot of different things. I actually went to, went to college in DC, lived there a while, uh, but started a hardcore band. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not a lot of people know this. Started a hardcore great band. great to know. Yeah. Did that. It was called The Day in Black and White. Uh, very loud, very discordant hardcore band, kind of in the metal tinge. What was your position? I played guitar. Nice. Yeah. And then... Uh, so I did that for two years. You sang it all. School. You got that raspy. I did a, a little bit of the background Back screaming, right. yeah, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, not not doing too many ballads. You know, I didn't have the raspy thing until I started uh, slinging booze and sure. traveling all the time. But yeah. hey, you know. Uh, so did that. Then I worked for the government as an analyst. Yeah, weird. Uh, did some personal training in the evenings. Then I went to grad school uh, for an MBA at NYU. From there, uh, I did brand management for uh, Dan and Yogurt and then Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Dan and Yogurt and Dan Red Bull. Dan and Yogurt, then Red Bull, then Booze. That seems like a logical trail. Obviously. The health level just progressively worse, of course. <laughs> uh, but anyway, while I was doing this, I'd launched some products before, obviously with these big companies. Sure. And uh, had a real passion for spirits, had a bunch of bartender friends. Uh, and my business partner and I, Nate Whitehouse, uh, discovered this rag category of cachaça, which tons of history behind it and all that. And, uh, just kind of felt like maybe there was something there started as a side project. So, uh, literally a few years of still keeping the corporate job and, and working through that. Um, and we just had a lot of positive reinforcement from awesome people, uh, along the way who knew a lot more about this business than we did. And, uh, I guess we were smart enough to know that we were dumb and we didn't know much about it right yeah that which is which is important you know very so it's always important to realize if if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room <laughs> there you go so realizing that you're not the smartest person is, is a great asset to have what though made so all that stuff grad school etc where and when did you first go oh what's this juice kashasa i never yeah. heard of it like yeah what? Is there a seminal moment where you were like, oh, I discovered this for myself? You know, it was uh, the first time I ever had it. It was actually Nate and I, uh, a buddy of mine from business school, Daria Rose. Awesome dude. Nicest dude. Uh, he's just one of those guys that knows a lot about everything. Took us into uh, Miss Favela, actually. Right in, on. Uh, yeah. in Williamsburg. Here in Williamsburg, yeah. Had some caipadinhas. Was like, why have I never heard of this? You know? And so it just stuck out. Something in the back of my head. This is years before we even had any glimmer of doing that. Um, and then the timing was right where I'd had a bunch of ideas. I knew I kind of wanted to get into my own thing, uh, had a bunch of ideas and the timing is right. And we said, Hey, there's really something here. You know, we had the, uh, had traveled down to Brazil, had some amazing, amazing stuff aged in quirky woods, uh, like Ambarana, uh, which is kind of our signature here and, um, brought some back and, and my friends behind the bar were like, what the fuck is this? I've never had anything like it. And so... At that time, I feel like the only cachaças that were around were not the best cachaças. Yeah, this, well, is, this also, is in Brazil. Also, give me a timeline. No, I'm talking about back to Miss Favelas. Oh, so Give yeah, me a timeline. Yeah, what yeah, what yeah, year yeah, was yeah. that, you think? Yeah, so that was that had to have been uh, 07, 08. Okay. That's when I first so, yeah, moved up at, to New York. At that time, like there weren't a lot of cachaças around. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Yeah, no. I mean, this was industrial stuff for sure. Right. Uh, and that's and a term a that's difference. used in your... Field of endeavor, the exactly. world, especially uses right. that term. So industrial, lot. quickly, industrial production would be burning fields to clear them, pressing the cane in mass quantities. So whenever you get to it, and then running them through huge column stills. Right. Artisanal cachaça would be cranking out as much as you can. Crank cranking out. out. I mean, you're talking about some not of a the lot of nuance, of the world. not a lot of 
Yeah. Yeah. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. And uh, artisanal cachaça would be cutting and pressing the cane by hand. Uh, in short cutting, order, right? In short order. Within 24 hours. Avoir, we do four. Uh, and then you're using uh, uh, an Alembic pot still. Right. So with that pot still, you're getting... It's more hands-on. It's slower. You're getting a more high-quality product with more character. So yeah, it wasn't to say that this was the best booze I'd ever had. But it was to say that I had no idea why I'd never heard of it. Okay. So it was that kind of that spark. And then, ha- then traveling down to Brazil and having really, really good stuff. And was this phenomenal? At stuff. this point, was this because you had sparked that interest or you just happened to be going to Brazil happened and now, to be going and to now Brazil. it like rekindled this interest? Rekindled the interest. Gotcha. And, you know, it's one of those kind of like uh, you see a few things and it just comes together a little bit. And it's not to say that it come, came together with grand design. It said that, hey, there's something here. Let's dig into it. So we brought the stuff back. We talked to people, got feedback. Uh, and, and a lot of people hadn't looked at it in that way. So I think we started asking different questions than would have been asked in the past in this category. I think that's a smart way to go about it. You know, when you stumble across something and then you dig a little deeper and peel back the skin and you find that like, oh, there's more to this than, than, than is common knowledge in our region or what have you, then you go digging and you find that it can be better. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what you did, basically. Right. Like you- yeah. So we went down when we officially decided, hey, we're going to explore this. We went down. This is, uh, you know, five years and some change ago uh, and tasted over 400 different cachaças. Ooh-wee, that's a good weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was more than a weekend. It was about <laughs> six weeks. Uh, uh, all over different six regions. Six weeks? Of mm, maybe I should go to Brazil while my maybe arm is broken. Maybe you should. Hey, <laughs> it's good weather, even in the winter. Yeah. Lots of good booze, lots of good food. Uh, so w- went around some different regions. Friend of friend of friend was a bartender. Took a week off, just drove us around. Super Brazilian thing to do. Like, sure. hey, fuck it, let's go. You know, I like what you're doing. Uh, showed up at spots, got lost in the middle of nowhere. And we ended up sneaking 50 of those bottles back in a suitcase. 47 made it. 50. Nice. 50 bottles, 5-0. <laughs> yep, yep. Couple suitcases. The guy at Customs was like, what is this? I'm like, ah, it's cachaça. But he's like, all right, all right whatever. Get out of here. And then love like, the guy, oh, what, what, lo- love the guy at Customs. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's like, wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm screwed right now. And he's like, actually, be careful. There's a few broken in there when you open it. I was like, man, go America. Thank you. Good moment. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for not wasting that entire trip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wouldn't have been wasted, but you wouldn't, you'd have had to get another sample search. Yes, another sample search. Yeah. Would have been tough with no budget to do that. But yeah. Amazing. 50 bottles smuggled yeah. in. Yeah, so and smuggle them in. With, with the thumbs up from the customs dude. With the thumbs <laughs> ah, up, the you're full good. endorsement. Yeah, you're good. Uh, and New Yorker then, uh, to New Yorker. He was probably like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then we blind tasted those with uh, with bartender friends here in New York. How many folks sat down in the tasting? Uh, we did eight. So sat them down. Eight people. Eight people. All 47 bottles, or you broke it into sections? We broke it into sections, yeah. That's yeah. a lot to taste. Of course. Uh, although I will say, we did do all 47 as a team, and I distinctly remember Mark Christow, who's the guy who designed the package, uh, almost vomiting multiple times out of the conference room that we were <laughs> hanging out in at his design firm. Spit like, cup. <laughs> opening the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No spit cup? <laughs> no, no spit cup. Probably should have. <laughs> no, you don't want to waste something you had to haul that far. Yeah, absolutely. And by far, I mean, you, you probably dug in, right? Because as I understand it, and from hearing you talk in other uh, arenas, um, uh, you've talked about how uh, the interior of the country is where all the good, you know, smaller batch ones, the one you're just talking about, where it's sort of the exterior, where all the roads are. Is where the, the big, more industrial ones are. So you had to, when this guy took a week off, he drove you into oh, the country, yeah. right? You're, Dave Wondrich called it truck nuts. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, out in the, you're out in the woods. Still can't believe he found a way to pull that in. Uh, but yes, it is out there. I mean, you're, most of the distilleries are, you know, it's dirt roads far from anything we might consider a city for the most part. Uh, and, you, you know, it's just kind of a discovery, journey discovery of finding different stuff down there. And we had some amazing stuff. There's still amazing, amazing products that are not here. And when not, when you say you went and found slash gathered this product, were you going to 
just the local podunk liquor stores or were you going to the bars or were you going to the distilleries all Direct three to distilleries you were i meeting, mean we would do yeah it was kind meeting, of anything you were meeting the makers yeah meeting the makers you know it would be oh here he is meeting the makers it's just showing up at some spots cold calling them even uh hey guys sorry I'm late. howdy <laughs> what's up cowboy pretty good damon just arrived from his uh hellacious uh <laughs> mta subway uh trip or whatever yeah there were cops everywhere well, I haven't had a lot of luck on the da- Damon, this week uh, So Damon just escaped to the police. I don't know why they were chasing him. Right. Mike up. What did I miss? Uh, we're about to start uh, talking about... Well, we're about to start pouring some cachaça when we come so back. I, when, when so we come I back. came at the right you time. Yeah, I brought you, you a did, beer. You You're did. set up, man. You got a beer, Relax. brother? What do you need? Some water. Uh, you missed this. Did you see this? Yeah, what'd you do? I, I threw myself in, into a, a fast-moving automobile, and I broke its windshield while I flew over it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that after the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there'll be some photos on my Facebook and all that crap. Uh, yeah, but I took out a windshield and went over the vehicle. Good God. And this is the only thing. Not a, I didn't lose a drop of blood. Broke my humerus, which is not as funny as it sounds. I already said yeah, it. I already did it. I already did it. Yeah. I did it for you, but you weren't here. Sorry, dude. <laughs> okay, back to Peter. Um, so, yeah, you were in the deep woods gathering these uh, truck nuts, cachazas, as Dave Wonders <laughs> called them. Um, from the makers. Yeah. So do you still have a lot of relationships with these guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we had some good chats. You know, it's a lot of it's about the process, the quality, their mission, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all that went into it. You know, obviously the tasting was extremely important. The product, is it, is it what we want? Is it, is it a game changer? Right. Uh, but it's also our comfort with what they're looking to do with how with their commitment to quality in the long term and desire to work with frankly two guys who i mean i'm sure our producer laughed at us when we came in there the first time you know who who are these dudes who are like hey we're gonna bring this here people haven't been able to figure this out but we're just gonna go ahead and do that and like uh you know uh just why don't you why don't you set up a long-term contract with us and start producing now and here's the numbers we're gonna hit you know I would have been like, "Who get out of here?" It's like, "Shut the fuck up, man! <laughs> yeah. Get out of my country!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out of my. I'm just doing. Yeah. My, just making some hooch for my friends and myself, right? Right, out, out here in in the in fucking probably paradise. Yeah, it's and pretty I beautiful. I don't need you swooping in and paving everything and making it into a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's no parking lots anywhere near the distillery, <laughs> right? Don't but you worry. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're like somehow the interloper at this point, right? So they're looking at you full side eye. <laughs> I, I think it's 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 like. Well, it's just like, I don't really think that you're going to be able to, to do this, you know? Right. But oh, she was awesome. Very excited. Our distiller's the third generation producer down there. Right. So let's back up two yeah, steps. Yeah, let's back up. Let's just back two up. steps and say, uh, you tasted 47 yep. blind with eight different bartenders. Right. And at that moment, the goal was to find the best one because then you were going to pursue that person as your producer. Right. That was right. the goal. Okay. The goal was to find the best one and compare that with, you know, I mean, like, I'm a nerd, obviously, right? So we had a whole thing. We've gone thing. over this we, a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> We're on the radio. We're, We're all nerds. We, good. good. Uh, breaking down the list of, of different things we were looking at, right? So a combination of quality and interest and ability to supply and, and all those and our feelings about their relationship. And, and, and again, this is on the fly. You meet these people a couple times. Right. You're talking about getting into business with them. And you're talking about starting with a full container of product. You, you can't. It's not like we did a run of fifty bottles at our friend's uh, micro distillery and just like saw what happened. Right, we, right. You, we had we had to go dicking gotta, around out in yeah. Bushwick or something. No, no you got to do like, it in Brazil. <laughs> in you're in Brazil, woods. and you, you got to bring in a fair amount of product to make. When it you say a container, how many? What how many liters is that? Container for us is fourteen hundred forty six packs. Fourteen hundred and forty-six packs, packs seven hundred fifty. Wow. Oh, seven fifties, seven fifties. Still, so it's not a, a small amount of product. Crap ton. Yeah. So, so it was this combination, and then we got down to discussion. And as as we're doing that, meanwhile, I'm still first. I'm at Dannon while I start this. <laughs> he worked for Dan and Yogurt. Dan and Yogurt. That's awesome. I worked on and animals, then, and then Red Bull, and then I knew the Red Bulls. Bull part. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was doing yogurt commercials and such. And then uh, and launching <laughs> launching kids yogurt brands, and then uh, moved over to Red Bull. So as we're doing that, we're also figuring out how to communicate about the brand, how to how to get people inspired by this category, to use it differently. Our whole mission is to go beyond the caipirinha. 
What are the things that we want to talk about? How do we want to show the brand? What does it want to stand for? So that was happening the whole way. And that, that's kind of my marketing wheelhouse, right? So we're working on that while we're working on the juice, while we're working on the operational side. Meanwhile, we had no fucking idea how to do any of it, really. Right. You, you had a fair idea of how to do the marketing, but those other that's two, about it. The other two prongs of this three prong thing, you were distributors. Little, who are those guys? Yeah. You're I like, no, idea. What, I can't just <laughs> no sell idea. it to people. Oh, wow. Three, two. Yeah. Cool. Great. All right, we are. Um, my mic out again. There we go. There we go. Uh, damn it. We are uh, right at the middle of the show now. We started a little bit late, uh, so let's take a quick Sorry. break. That, that's <laughs> it's not your fault. It's mostly it's the, MTA. It's the MTA. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna take it's a quick radio, break, man. But when we come back, you're gonna a. You brought us a boomerang from Denver. That you're going to talk Boulder. I'm oh, sorry, Boulder, Boulder. Colorado. Oh, cool. That you're going to talk about real fast, <laughs> and then B. We're going to start. Drinking some cachaça. So we'll be right back after the break with Peter Nevangloski of Avoir Cachaça. Nice. Hey, this is Chef Eric from Robertus Radio. I love eating pizza for every meal, but sometimes I've got to branch out. Bob's Red Mill makes some stellar breakfast foods. Hey, Eric, the food in your big, bright, beautiful breakfast bowl looks delicious. Thanks. It's muesli. Muesli? Nah, muesli. It's like raw granola. You should try it. Uh, I don't know. My rich daddy buys me quail eggs and foie gras for breakfast every morning. Well, let me hip you on to something else. Did you know Bob's Red Mill is a flagship sponsor of Heritage Radio Network? I bet you if we call Bob himself, he can convince you. Hi, Bob here. Wait, is this the man from the muesli package? Yes, I'm Bob Moore. How can I help you? Uh, Hey there, Bob. This is Eric from Heritage Radio Network, and I'm here with Mike, who I'm trying to convince to try muesli. Oh, I love muesli. Muesli's such an easy way to start the day. I can take a bag of muesli and munch on it in my car and get full whole grain nutrition for everything I need for at least half the day. That is incredible. But what the heck is in the muesli anyway? It has rolled oats, uh, rolled wheat, rolled barley, rolled triticale, and, uh, of course, our dried fruits and the seeds that are so important to our health. It's one of my very, very favorites. After Bob's glowing recommendation, you going to try it? Like they say, try it. You'll like it. All right. Let me at that muesli. By the way, you can find more delicious whole grain breakfast ideas at bobsredmill.com slash podcast. I'll check that out. I'll surf over there. Surf on over, dude. Hey, like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Welcome back. We're back. Uh, surf on over, dude. Let's get on that Bob's Red Mill. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Um, all right. So, boomerang. First, boomerang. Boomerang. What's a boomerang, we ask, because we want the listeners to know. Uh, well, this is a uh, bartender-to-bartender uh, kind of mixed cocktail situation that uh, our friends over at Wild Standard in Boulder... Yeah. Uh, who are big listeners of the show, awesome. by the way, uh, created wild this standard. It's like Wild Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's band, remember? Yeah, man. I'd, go. I'd never forget, man. <laughs> what was so, it? Stallions. Uh, wild Stallions. Wild Stallions. What, what you got here is uh, one and a half Ambarana, our age, Kasha, so we're going to talk about it. Cool. Half of a Tropic Mix, which is Cherry Herring, Sailors, Pims, Falernum, Banana Liqueur. That sounds crazy. Whoa. Cherry yeah. Herring, Falernum. Salers, yeah. Pims, Pims, and banana liqueur. Yeah, cool man. That's a Tro- really tropic mix. What's the spec on that? Is it equal parts? I don't know. Uh, that I don't know. Sounds cool though. It's like to a proprietary th- secret. We uh, threw an ounce of lime in and uh, a quarter of honey simple syrup. Nice, cool man. Delicious. Let's try it. Yeah, let's give it a whirl. Cheers. Cheers. 
stupid plastic cups. They don't hey, really cheers well on the radio. <laughs> no. Hey, says the guy in the sling. I mean, you need all the protection you can hey, get. I'm bitter. I'm in. A, I'm wearing a sling. Get it? Oh, hey, uh, I should put my pin right on there. It's a bitter sling. Um, well, that's delicious and delightful. Yeah, and thanks, we, guys. We thank the team out in uh, Colorado for listening to the show. And for like enabling us to... Probably, <laughs> probably 60% of the audience. Um, not including all the people in the room. And then now, we have you on always, the table... You always talk about how little people listen to this. But we got people hey, sending us boomerangs from all over the world. We, we there love, you go. So. I'm glad that little people listen to us. Looks like you made it. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like we made it. All right, never mind. Um, so now, let's talk about Kashasa as a thing. Because, yeah. you know, granted, we are lucky as hell to live here in New York City because um, it's awesome and, you know, pretty rare that you get hit by a car. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but not, not, you know, not totally unusual. Um, but I think a lot of folks still... Okay, well, I guess this is a question I can ask real fast. Where are you distributed at this point as far as sure. the country goes? Yeah, so we're in uh, 22 states. 22, so you US. got half, but that means half the fucking country still doesn't have your product. Nope. Which probably means that they don't have cachaça at all. If they do, it's terrible, and they don't drink it, and they don't know about it anymore. Yeah, you, so you got to call somebody. So give us a two-minute two primer on what cachaça is Absolutely. Uh, before we start tasting so, it, and maybe we'll pour a little Maybe we will. On it. Maybe we will. No, uh, that, not maybe. We will. So, cachaça. I'll do it, but I'm busted, so... 500-year-old category. 500. 500. First thing distilled in the Western Hemisphere, as far as uh, I know, or Dave mm. Wondrich knows. So we're going to go with yes. Uh, made from sugar cane, but not molasses. So you're cutting, pressing, fermenting, and distilling cane juice. So what makes it different from, like, agricultural rum? Yeah. So <laughs> first, yeah. let's establish it, then I'm going to answer that. Um, okay. It is an Appalachian of Brazil, so it has to be from Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, it's between 38 and 48% ABV. Uh -huh. So anything above or below would not be a cachaça, be an aguardiente. Mm. aguardiente. Um, and you can't add more than six grams a liter to it after distillation. We don't add any. Right. So, uh, I'm sorry, can't add what? what, what can't no add? more than six grams of sugar per oh, sugar. liter okay. post distillation. So, right. molasses rum, as you know, is kind of the Wild West. Um, so, in terms of how that relates to agricole, agricole is from, technically, by the DO definition, would be from Martinique, right. Guadeloupe, Haiti. Uh, it is also a cane rum in the sense that you're cutting, pressing, fermenting, and distilling that cane, but that cane is different cane, right. different soils, different yeast. Most importantly, comes off a column still, by definition. So, it's coming off a lot hotter. Most agricole is hotter. You'll find 80 proof here, but traditionally it's, it's like 100, north of 100, 100, 110. 100, 110 yeah. yeah. So they're related, much more related, frankly, than agricole is to a Spanish style rum or an English style rum. Uh, but cachaça, I often describe as a softer cousin. It's a little rounder, mm -hmm. pot still. You get a little of that funk. Cousin, this is like the softer daddy. You said it's been around for 500 plus years. Well, there you go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The softer, older softer, uh, grandfather. You just said softer daddy. Softer daddy. <laughs> That's a good bar name. Uh, <laughs> is it? I don't know. It depends on where you are. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's what we got. That's what we got with Kishasa. All right. Yes. Uh, now we got our quick primer. And you got now, your primer. What you have in front of you, again, produced. So, this is produced in Rio State, about four hours outside of the city, uh, by our distiller, who's third generation, Katia Espiritu Santu. Uh, That's it's her all name? yeah, nice, pretty good name, right? It's a, it's great, great name. Say not as not like mine. <laughs> Katia Espiritu Santo. Espiritu Santo. Yeah, wow. it's it's a hell of a business card. Katia, <laughs> Katia Espiritu Santo. I think I got it. You got it. You got it. So estate grown cane, four types. They're cut and pressed within four hours, which is really important. You get that oxidation impact essentially immediately. Think about opening a banana, right? Uh, topography of that farm is kind of steep rolling hills. So we've got mineral water that flows down that powers a water wheel that then powers the crusher that crushes the cane, right? Mm -hmm. You get the juice, you ferment that juice for 24 hours. It runs down in a gravity feed into the one still, Alembic pot still that we have. Very kind of quirky still where we use the bagasse of the remnant of that Lem cane. Lembics are the stills that they use to make 
cognac and, and exactly Armagnac. cognac stills, but this is a very unique one with okay. a bulbous bottom and a long neck, but without plates. Uh. Uh, and so the bagasse of the remnant of the, of the the cane fires a still. So it's essentially Pretty no electricity. Self-sustaining. Yeah. yeah, there you go. You, I, we lose power there for days. You can still produce. Um, cool. The first thing you guys have is the Prata, the I mean, silver. That's 84 proof, and it's rested six months stainless steel. Yeah. Clear like water. Clear like water. Yeah. Smells. You know, I already took a sip while you were talking because I'm always impatient. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the part of the radio where we go, you talk now where I can drink this. Um, <laughs> it's got this aroma that's so... It's, it's like, it's almost got a whiskey kind of thing on it. Do you feel that? I, I feel it's... To me. I hate to say the word sweet aroma because sweet doesn't have an aroma of its own, but there's something about this that makes me think about sweet things. You know what I hear a lot? You know, like cinnamon smells sweet, but it is absolutely not sweet, right? Right. So sweet doesn't have its own aroma. What I hear a lot on this, I think there's a lot going on in this nose, but I don't, it's not overwhelming. Uh, I hear a lot of banana plantain, so I don't yeah. know if you're getting that with that slight yeah. sweetness. There we go. I hear floral, vegetal, sometimes olive, like a green olive. Like, oh, I think I noticed that further down, right? But yeah. Uh, but I do hear... <laughs> white whiskey. Yeah, white whiskey. Occasionally, white whiskey with it. I think there's a yeastiness to it, maybe. There it yeah. is. You know? A little bit of yeast. How about the palate? What do you guys think of the palate there? I uh, The mouth feels great. I mean, this is not like, my first rodeo with, yeah. with your products. I've drank them a bunch before. And Thank you. I uh, Yeah, I like this. Um, again, you know, we had uh, Heather on last week, right? Was that last week? I was hit by a car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Big Sur, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I saw that photo of you on Instagram with your brother and uh, that one. Yeah, day. it was a really nice. That was trip. a great photo. Um, <laughs> trip. Oh, you had a nice trip. Yeah, I see. You were having. You were Let's on, move on. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> Thank you, Cleveland. Hey, I was in Cleveland two weeks ago. Um, there you go. I similar. I think honestly, it's, it's. I don't know what it is about me, but similarly to the tequila thing, I think I lean towards the the pratas on the on the cachaças. Like mm. yeah. I like that. I like the Blanco. I like the lighter style, yeah. which is not true of me on everything. I definitely like darker rums. I certainly like whiskey to be aged. But, like, this is delicious. I would just neat. Yeah. I, would, I sip on this neat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't argue with that. <laughs> I typically Grand depletion. do, actually. I mean, like, we have, uh, we have a few of these at, at Grand Army, and so I usually, I typically just sip on them neat, man, or, like, one cube. I mean, it's almost, I love them in cocktails. They're, that's almost how I do everything, as I've expressed more than once. Sure. Um, but, uh, but I, I, again, something weird about both tequila and cachaça that I lean towards the, the unaged stuff. But let's move on. What's the next one on the list here? All right. Like so a, uh, last point on that one, I oh, think. Sure. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, with the unaged, you just get that pure expression. Mm-hmm. What I love doing with this uh, is uh, I love a Senate Negroni. Oh, yeah, man. Sub-gin. Yeah. Yeah. Super rad. Uh, tiki drinks. We're all about tiki as discussed. Uh, so to me, a lot of different application for this. You could use it as you would a gin. You could use it as you would a tequila. It's got some of the elements of, of all that in there. Uh, we really just want to encourage people to be adventurous with it. You know, this stuff was not in the U.S. pre-prohibition, was not in the U.S. during the tiki era. So we missed all the classic eras of cocktails, right? Uh, That's interesting. But... Uh, but it's great. It's great in a lot of different ways. So uh, it's really just encouraging people to be adventurous with it, not be myopic about it being, oh, put in the Caipadini. It's great. Cool. Done. Great. Right. See you later. I just, Although I, they're delicious. I, yeah. Yeah, they are delicious. No, yeah, no joke. Caipadini, duh. Um, but I really like the, I don't know, there's something about this. And even what you just said made me think to myself, oh, when I was down in St. Martin, I was drinking tea punch all the time. And they drink it neat, right? So it's yeah. just basically a lime and sugar and some white rum. This would be great in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Anyway, let's move on. All right, cool. So we've got three different aged marks of 28 woods in which Cachaça's aged. So these are all in different woods. No other category comes close. 99.9% of the stuff that we get here in the U.S. is aged in some form of oak. It may have seen port. It may have seen sherry. It's some form of oak. Um, 28 woods. French oak was actually the first, though. And it was transit. It would take barrels from the coast into the rich interior mining areas. When they pulled it out, they realized it had a positive impact on flavor. 
That then begat experimentation in Native Woods, of which the other two we'll get to. We'll start you guys here. This is two years Limousin French Oak, the previously held Sauterne wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, get around on those, too. It's got a yeah, very whiny aroma. And you're just whiny. <laughs> <laughs> For the next six weeks, buddy, get used to it. I'm like a broken-winged bird. <laughs> Such a delicate flower. I'm going to show you the photo of that car, dude. The windshield dude, is toast. Dude, I can't wait to see it. The windshield is toast. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, this is what wood does to something, but this is super soft. Yeah. yeah. This is Absolutely. like. This is like, yeah. This is like making out. It's like soft. <laughs> soft and juicy. Let's, you know. Softer daddy. Softer <laughs> <laughs> You're totally up in that bar. <laughs> I've done I've done like a like going to like classics with, you know this makes killer old fashioned I was like yeah. I think it was the first thing I made when you brought this by yeah yeah that's right it's a litmus like you yeah I mean, honestly yeah, what do you like just daggery, say about you take that with a Negroni toast. yeah boom that's your litmus on that one there's your your old fashioned yeah or daiquiri yeah there's there's definitely drinks that are yeah this will either fly or it won't I absolutely agree I mean I think this one is the the roundest the most layered of all of them oh uh, is it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it tones down the funk the most. Is yeah. what I would argue, right? So I the other ones you're going to get you're going to really get to get that funkiness out of. But still it's got that tropical like fruit yeah. thing, the mm-hmm. banana plantain vibe yeah. still. It's still there. Yeah. I Vanilla think like from the oak. I think when you know it's a cachaça you pull those out, I think if you poured this for people, I think they'd struggle to identify it. Yeah. I hear sure. a lot of comparisons to cognac or uh like a light single malt. With well, it. I mean, uh, there's two components in here that are the same, right? You've got uh, you're you're doing it in the alambic still, and you're aging it in lamis and wood. There's there you go. That seems like it would uh, fool some palates into thinking cognac or armagnac. Yeah. Right on. This next one, I think, is definitely. Are we doing yeah, this is, next? This yeah, is this is like is your favorite. this is like your star of your show kind of thing, right? This is uh, this is definitely kind of the calling card. Uh, we launched this with the Prata out of the gate. Uh, and uh, speaking of people who were influential, we launched it actually in Milk and Honey uh, because I met Sasha at a coffee shop in the West Village. Didn't know he was. Guy was eyeing the bottle. Ended up having a 20-minute conversation. Said he owned a few bars, <laughs> Great. which is true. He, he did. He did. <laughs> uh, he tried this actually first. Really liked it. and said... Let's get together. Let's let's uh, put the prata and caipirinhas uh, in my bar, and we'll see we'll see how it performs. Blind taste always always his way. Blind tasted. Uh, so we wrote down his email, Petrosky.sasha at gmail dot com. I was like, holy shit! Oh, yeah. <laughs> at this point, you didn't even know his name. I didn't even know his you, name. You even exchanged didn't names even, yet. He said he owed a few bars. That's how he was. He's crazy. Uh, so we went to Little Branch. He had like four of them there. I don't know why, but. Uh, he loved it. Sucked it down. He's like, when you get enough bottles, let me know. We ended up preview launching at the 23rd Street space, as is the construction zone. Brought in... We bought toilet seats five minutes before from the Morton <laughs> Williams around the corner. He, at one point, left on his bike to go wash some dishware at uh, Middle Branch. And I was like, I, I think people want to see you here. Maybe yeah. we can get somebody else to do that, you know? That's how he was. I mean, it was amazing. And it was a great way to introduce it. Guys like him, guys like Mike Neff, um, Dave Wonderich have been huge for us in terms of validation of what we're doing and also insight into how to do this, how to do this the right way. Yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, the Ambarana. So this is uh, found in three countries down in South America. Uh, Ambarana meaning the wood. The wood. This is the name of the wood, Ambarana. All of ours are named uh, after the name of the wood. Ambarana, very unique nose and taste profile, really tight, gnarly grain. This is aged in three or 5,000 liter vertical barrels uh, of wood found from the farm. So built up these barrels. We reuse them. Uh, but yeah, this, this one uh, is kind of the bartender geek out spirit. Yeah, this is like, I, I love this stuff. So. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I drink this on its own, like all the time. It's just so complex, but it's like, got this like, what is it's like there's like it's got so much cinnamon and like I love cinnamon cinnamon and toast crunch it's like <laughs> yep yeah man this is so <laughs> good I've used this in so many co- I, I actually have a cocktail on the menu right now that is a Negroni variation with this and 
uh, Bruto Americano and Topo Teatro. And so good. It, I made that for you before yeah. we launched the menu. You did indeed. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You were the first person later. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, but it just works really well with any, anything like bitter, spiced. You know, it's just like. Sure. But I've done all kinds of Board crazy shit. flyer you had? That was a great one. Yeah. But Fresh, you, refreshing, tiki-esque. But you've gotten that before. I was kind of making a little inside joke to our listener, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, oh, yeah. is, a, is a thing that people have seen. I've heard it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch over 150 times, probably. <laughs> yeah. Which is a what? lot for a random flavor call-out. It's not like cinnamon, sure. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is pretty <laughs> fucking specific. Yeah. I remember, I remember being at a, at a tasting thing, and, and, and you said that, and a bunch of people were already in agreement and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I can see some of that stuff. I just have never had that cereal. But if everybody's saying that, it's I get damn it. damn good. I get it. And I just remembered mm. it right now. As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as David said cinnamon, I was like, oh, yeah, this is the Cinnamon Toast Crunch one. <laughs> yeah. I got to go have that cereal to confirm. Cool, man. Um, and then you got a fourth one for us yeah. to taste. And then we yeah. should talk about some... Uh, we should talk about some contact information and stuff like that. Right on. Yeah. In- information? So, Jesus. I'm information. information. I, uh, I was hit by a car what? yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I tried to freak Natalie what? out on the way to the hospital. Because before we went to the hospital, I was like, you take a couple photos of my bike. You're right. So I've got some photos of the, how the bike looks. We took the photo of the car with the windshield busted out. And then like we're halfway to the hospital in a cab. And I was like, oh, Natalie. Uh, we should have taken some photos of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait. Are, what? Are you what? are you serious? And I was like, yeah, we, I mean, we're probably going to need them. And, and like, I just hung her on the line for a few minutes. That's amazing. She fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, all right. What's the, the fourth? The of fourth your marks? one. Uh, and yeah, so Ambarana, awesome in a wide variety. Stirred drinks, tiki drinks, Amaro's vermouths, hot drinks even. This has been great for us yeah, for fall for winter. Sure. Whoa, I could totally see this in a hot drink. Hot cider, hot toddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Okay, last guy, Tapi Noah. This is our newest, most limited. It's a very obscure wood. Not that Ambarana is not obscure here in the U.S., but Tapi Noah. Tapi Noah. I've never seen a bottle of this in Brazil from anyone else. I've seen evidence of it on the internet. That's it. Um, it's a recommissioned barrel that our distiller's father used to use. Hadn't been used in decades. So brought in a cooper, broke it down, sent it to town, rebuilt it. This is a result of that. Cool. A few hundred cases of it only. A few, a few hundred. Yeah. Oh wow. Not a lot. And, a six, and it's a six bottle case. So that's, six that's even case. less than most people are thinking. Correct. This one has a weird, almost like salinic aroma. I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I'm on a fishing boat when I smell yeah, it. Yeah. That's yeah. Is that is that you ever heard that one before? Uh yeah. And I I hear I think it's a lot greener, a lot more herbaceous mm. than mm-hmm. some of the other oh my good stuff. Wow. Yeah. This Ooh. actually kind of reminds me of like like a really really like delicate. Mezcal, yeah, and a little, I hear that from a people little bit of pepper and like yep. mint, yeah, peppermint, peppermint. Pepper <laughs> oh, hey, I've heard uh, that too. It's a thing. <clears throat> this stuff's pretty geeky. This is, uh, I think, this is really a spirits drinker spirit. Just kind of sip it, big this rock. Is, mm-hmm. This is pretty red. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Sorry, <laughs> man. I, had, I picked up my phone and it hurt my arm. Sorry. <laughs> So what have been what have people been doing with this? Like that, uh, like and Natalie just texted me to say, I believe my exact words were, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> live interaction. Look at that. Yeah, it's, it's live like, radio. Oh, it's like live tweeting. Um, this is just this is cool, man. Uh, it's almost got like a a rack uh, vibe because that really cooling kind of vibe. Yeah, right. It, it, cooling. That's the word, and it's, I guess it's from that minty nature. Yeah. Um, it's and so you said you you saw only ex, uh, examples of this on the internet, but you never actually held a bottle in your hand. So this is no. a thing that existed, but then died. We didn't really know <laughs> what it would be. We like we did a little test with some chips, and we're like, I think that'll be cool. We're like, let's just do it. Screw it, and uh, pretty proud of it. What are people doing with it? To your point, uh, we liked it in a martini yeah. uh, and a white Negroni. Mm-hmm. Uh, but frankly, just really sipping it on its own. Again, uh, again, this one has like the bo- the body seems a little uh, closer to the prata than it I does the two in the middle. Like I could again, I, I like to sip on this just yeah. as it is. Yeah, I can hang out by oh, the man. pool. This has a slightly minty thing happening. Very Brazilian thing to do is pair any of these, especially the aged ones, with just like a light, coldest <clears throat> beer you can have. Hey man, I'm way ahead of you. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> there you Bud go. Budweiser. Nicely you done. 
I don't even know what you drink. I just said, Jason, give me the thing that Damon always drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Uh, this is delicious this and been fun, man. very like, educational. The, the vertical has been cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Very I'm, educational on all fronts, both about your particular marks and about the, the category as well, which I, I also want to make sure that people understand you're a, you're a champion of the category. Absolutely. You, you speak for the trees as it were, um, because this category is so small and kind of neglected and you are one of the few pioneers that are out there, like really bringing it back. You know, you got a couple other brands that are around now that weren't around until recently and, and you're all hitting hitting it hard together i think you're, absolutely you're real friendly with everybody the last thing i went to you were friendly with everybody that was there from other brands and yeah I, I like that a high tide raises all boats yeah for sure so right after the show today ish uh from five to seven you're going to be making some uh avoir cachaça cocktails over at grand army with damon yeah or overseeing it anyway. or overseeing it <laughs> i'm also going to be on the same side of the bar as, oh. as <laughs> high-fiving Sa- yeah sadly i have to go and I, you I gotta go I, back to the hospital. I'm not working now, but uh, <laughs> I have to go call a lawyer apparently to get the insurance. You thing. can do that I, from I my just, bar. I've never really done this before. It sucks. <laughs> uh, unkillable. Um, anyway, so you're doing <laughs> Grand Army. Do you have any other uh, events coming up you want to plug real fast? Uh, well, Tiki by the Sea. Oh yeah, that's a big uh, one. is a three day event in Wildwood, New Wildwood. Jersey. Wildwood, no D. That uh, Avoir is heavily involved in, but it's our event. And uh, so it's 50 to 55 bartenders. But even that event, there's other things going oh, yeah, on there. Yeah, we got other I people. did it last year. Yeah. There was, you of know, course. Again, it's, it's category education. We're all fra- the more people know about sugarcane spirits in general, the sugar better. Sugarcane magic. You know? Uh, <laughs> so that's June 18 to 20. Applications go until Monday. So get them oh, in. Oh, you're not full yet. Because it's only like, what, how many people get to go? Well, we have, we're just taking applications, and then we're going to vet those. Right, but how many people get to go? Oh, okay. What about, what about media passes? 50. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> look at this guy. I know. Gaming it. Come on. Gaming uh, the system. I got a friend oh, who's got t- a house right there, Chris Keach. Well, let's talk when about I went it. last time, I, didn't, I stayed in the hotel one night, but I stayed at Chris's house. He's, he's literally four blocks from the place. It was amazing. We can go. We can go do this. Yeah. All right. I, guess got, I can't work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. How long does this last? Six weeks? I don't know. Um... So Tiki by Sea. And then, can you talk about the other one, or is that not talkaboutable yet? Uh, you're talking about Europe? Yeah. Uh, well, not really, but we are going to do one in Italy in September, most likely. Most likely. Uh, so it's just not it's confirmed gonna be focused yet. on Europe. But it's fucking Tiki it's by the Sea in Italy? Yeah. That sounds Italian so coast, super near rare. Rome. Like, nice. That sounds like a lot of education right there, because you're teaching about Cachaca, then you're going to teach Pasta. about Tiki. <laughs> the Maros. Yeah, <laughs> okay. oh, man. They're We're going to learn about all of it. They're solid on tomorrow. They got it. All right. I'm going to... Uh, do you have a website or anything you want people to know about? We do. Imagine that. <laughs> we got a website just now. Uh, yeah. Avua, A-V-U-A, Cachaça, dot com, dot B-R, as in Brazil. 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 Brazil, yes. And uh, interesting approach there. Uh, <laughs> at Avua Cachaça on Instagram. And you can definitely find some contact for us on our website. Uh, we'd love to hear from people. Uh, ideas, what you're doing with with the booze out there. The the support has been amazing from yeah. this community. We're all about this community, so uh, keep them coming. Keep challenging the the norms of the category. Yeah, and that's, one of the uh, things that I say us. often when when we have someone on the show who's got a product that's not all over the United States yet is I say if you're in a place that doesn't have it, stand up and ask for it. Uh, Absolutely, asking for it will eventually make it happen. So you got to get people to know that you want it. No, uh, uh, d- demand advice. demand creates supply. Etc. All right, so I'm going to wrap the show up real fast with a few announcements, and then maybe Damon can say goodnight as well. Uh, <laughs> next week is going to be so rad. Peter Fortunale, um, uh, who has a podcast uh, about horse races, mm-hmm. uh, along with Dale DeGroff, legend, uh, are going to be here to talk about horses and whiskey, because next Wednesday is the last Wednesday prior to the Derby. Right. Yeah. So they're going to be here doing that. Dale's bringing his guitar and or banjo and or I don't know. And you're going to bring guitar yeah. and we're going to hear some music. Yeah, buddy. It'll be the greatest show ever. Why well, you got to upstage me? The- I didn't know I needed to, to bring a bigger bang, you know? <laughs> then the following. Yeah. Well, see, he was in a punk rock band in D.C. You Hardcore should- band. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. We talked about this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, the following week, Matt Friedlander from Sweetwater Social, also bringing his guitar. So it'll be wow. two weeks of music uh, if you're up for it. Uh, then we got guests from far away. Austin Henley and Julie Renee Williams are coming up from uh, Costa Rica uh, yeah. to do the show. 
Uh, and then I'm going to try and get them to get over to Grand Army and do a thing with you as well. Cool, man. And maybe they'll come over to Coup. Um, hopefully my arm will be better by then. I can shake up a drink because everybody likes to see me shake drinks. I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to tell everybody that I was shaking drinks and I broke, <laughs> broke my arm. I think you've already broadcasted that. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my arm shaking drinks at Coup. <laughs> uh, anyways, Coup's going great. Cool, man. Grand Army's crushing it. Amen. Peter from Avoa Cachaca, thank you for being in the studio yeah, today and bringing us all this juicy taste. Fine gentlemen. I'm and, gonna, uh, I'm gonna keep sipping on this Ambrana because uh, I'm digging on the. Uh, say it again, the Tapinoa. Tapinoa. Cool, man. Well, awesome. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks to uh, our friends in Boulder for sending a boomerang. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Wild <laughs> stallions. <laughs> yeah. Standard. <laughs> yeah, them too. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. That's it for the Speakeasy this week. Uh, check out heritageradionetwork.org for many other programs like this. Check out avoyacachasa.com.br. And uh, swing by Grand Army tonight between 5 and 7. We'll be having some Kishasa drink specials and just general revelry. Always. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Oh.